the initial sort of interest in the space that you operate within, um, how did that come about? How did you get interested in becoming the person that you are today? Like, um, I don't know if interested is it because some days I really don't want to be doing it. It's not always like easy. Um, so I don't know if interest is the word I would use, but how I got here, um, I think it was through a lot of um, painful experiences that made forced me to face myself over and over and over again and kind of do the shadow work, do the dark, dark work about your own self. And each time I did it, it was equally as painful, but you level up each time. So even though it's just as hard, you're in a different space with who you are and you become more your authentic self and more comfortable with who you are. And then when you're at that point, which is where I'm at now, I mean, there's always work to be done, but like I'm in a pretty solid space with who I am. At that point, your, your body is telling you what you need to do. You're not making the choice. I was doing a whole other career before where I am now. And you, I don't have the choice. This is what I have to do. Like I said, I don't like it every day. I don't like, like doing videos every single day. I don't like um, putting myself out there all the time. But like, mm -hmm. if I didn't do it, I wouldn't be aligning with my purpose. That's interesting. Um, I could definitely relate to a certain extent because uh, just for context, part of the reason why I started doing podcasting was because I was naturally very introverted and shy and I don't like to be in front of the camera. I don't like my voice, my face, etc. And I, I realized that, you know what, I have a lot of things I need to say. Um, I have valuable stuff that I can provide to people. So I could definitely relate to that. And, um, you know, it makes sense that it is not something you want to do every day, but then again, it fulfills you and uh, you see the response from people and, that's like what that it really is. That's, that's really what it is. And I'm not shy, but I'm totally an introvert, introvert. And you are beautiful. You have a beautiful face and a beautiful voice, just so you Thank know. You. I appreciate that. Um, so it's not something that you are necessarily interested in, but you do it for the fulfillment aspect. How well, let me get the piece. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, sorry. Please continue. I was, gonna, I was just going to ask a question, but if I'm incorrect. No, go, I'll, I'll answer. Right. But I'll say my thing and then answer your question. Okay, so I was saying that it's uh, if it's something that fulfills you, um, you know, there has to be a level of interest attached to it to continue going down that path because a lot of times things that can be fulfilling may not be uh, of interest and then it becomes a chore and, you know, people burn out after a while or they stop doing it because they realize, well, I don't have to do that, stuff like that, so... So I think the thing is all the work that all the information that I'm trying to share or pass on to people is to better their lives. And I think my whole mission is to inspire and motivate people to live their best lives. People are living miserable lives. They're living toxic lives They're living unfortunate lives. Some people are living better lives than others, but people are in pain. People are suffering and people are struggling and they don't need to be. But the thing is it takes a lot of work and a lot of inner work. The thing that I love about it as much as I hate it is the inner work. So I'm doing all the things on my own self that I'm then sharing with people and saying, hey, I just did this. I've been to rock bottom more than once in my life and I'm here doing this and it makes it better. So I want to share it with you. So the part that's fulfilling is the part of the work that I do on myself. And then also seeing the impact, the stuff I get on um, Instagram, the DMs about 
how I'm changing people's life or a person's life or how they never, ever, ever thought about thinking this way, even flipping their script in their mind and maybe their whole life hasn't changed or even half of it hasn't changed, but they've opened up that little crack in the door. So there's a little piece of light coming in, whereas it was all dark before. That's pretty amazing. That's amazing to hear. And um, I'm curious to hear about, you know, the curation of, of um, the kind of person you are today. What are some contributing factors that have uh, essentially helped curate your personality and uh, your way of thinking and your sort of your drive to make progress and then help other people make progress? I mean, I like I said at the beginning, I think the thing that has most made me who I am is all the different challenges I've gone through in my life. Um, I went through a, ver- a few different types of trauma at a very young age, probably won't get into the details right now. No, not probably, definitely. Um, and I have a book coming out that will probably, and that will definitely go into all of that if anyone's interested. But um, so the, 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 those traumas, then what comes from those traumas? So the self-hatred, the insecurities, the anxiety, the self-sabotaging, the constant undermining um, of yourself. So constantly putting yourself in a, we all walk around pretty negative in general. Well, I don't, but most people do. And just as a natural state, and then imagine having trauma. And then after the trauma, me repeating the trauma to myself over and over again, because even though it didn't feel good, it was what I knew. I remember the first time as an adult that I was in a loving relationship Mm -hmm. and I was so confused by it. Like, I was like, well, this is cool, but it's really unfamiliar and doesn't feel right. And um, so like all those challenges and I had parents who were amazingly loving. Obviously we're all, I'm a parent myself. We all do our best, but we all fall short at various times and they did, but I know always where their hearts were and how much they loved me. That gave me, um, um, a launching pad, sort of like um, mm. something to a foundation. So even if right. they weren't doing right or making the right choices or hearing what I needed or hearing me, I knew they were there. So that gave me the foundation that every time the trauma set in, there was a challenge, there was an adversity to pick myself up. I always use the well. I don't know. The well is my example. It's my metaphor. I'm at the bottom of a well. Did you ever see the Goonies? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Check that movie out. It's old, but it's good. Anyway, um, like in the Goonies, people will know that reference. And um, I'd go up one rung and I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get out of the well. I climbed one, one rung, one ladder, one part of the ladder. And then I'd slip and go back down. And then I'd get myself back up. So I learned a lot of self-care throughout my years um, because each time I fell, I had to give myself self-care again to get myself back up. And so all those things contributed to me becoming where I am now. And I think that okay. I forgot part two of your question. No, that's that's, no, 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 that definitely makes sense. And, um, you know, I feel like that's the best answer and the best sort of uh, learning that anyone could ask for is through experience. Um, but I, I do want to talk about or do want to hear about um, what some other factors were in, in terms of like content books. What were you, Got what it. kind okay. of ecosystem did you have around? Yeah, yeah, you? That, that, okay. See, I hear you. Um, okay, so like right away, I, um, at a certain stage in my life, I was like sick of feeling sick. So I just learned everything I could about nutrition, but not nutrition, the traditional model of like the food pyramid and mm-hmm. 
starches on top or starches on the bottom and like fats on top, like more of an alternative, unique approach um, to food and how it um, impacts your body and supplements and probiotics, prebiotics um, and stuff like that. And I think that's really important. I started learning all these different alternative modalities from like massages to red light. I got my first commission check in my old career. People go out to a bar, people go on vacation. I got myself a sauna. Oh, wow. Uh, so like- Infrared saunas are really good. They're really good for your cell regeneration. I learned a lot about like anti-aging stuff, not anti-aging physically, but anti-aging inside of your body. So you can, cause as you age, naturally you don't feel as well. So you can feel really good regardless of what age you are. Books, I mean, every single self-help book you could think of. I mean, from Anthony Robbins to John Maxwell to spiritual people like Pima Chodron and Gary Zukav and Eckhart Tolle or Tolle, however you say his last name. Um, I practice like yoga, but not the practice of the body part of yoga, which I did also, but more the mind, body, spirit, meditated. Okay. I, I actually meditate for a couple hours each day. I spend a lot of my time in meditation. I really cut the world off and went inward over and over again so i do it and then i'd be ready to go out and i'd go out and i'm not a very social person but i'd go out and have my little world and then i'd go back in and i do the same thing all over again i read the same books all over again i mean all the time like um the road less traveled by robert peck the power of positive thinking by norman vincent P uh peel um yeah. uh well, i'm like blanking on every book that i love but um <laughs> Of course I am. I should have brought my collection in here, but there are so many great ones and whatever the, the thing is about the books and a lot of people don't like to read today, but about the books, you know, I might love John Maxwell, who's a great leadership guy um, or Patrick Lencioni or whoever, but you might like someone else. So if you're reading a book and it doesn't resonate and you're like, Ugh, I don't, it doesn't mean you don't like books and it doesn't mean you don't like reading. It means you don't like reading this book. There right. are plenty of motivational, positive, um, spiritual leaders, um, whoever out there, and you can find one you resonate with and then who resonates with you. And then podcasts. Um, I go on YouTube all the time. I listen to this type of music. It's, it's for brain waves. So it gives you a brain massage. It takes all, everything, all the stimulus down. Is it to the binaural the beats? Exactly. Binaural beats. It's alpha, beta, gamma, theta waves. Um, I do that all the time. Like I go for walks. <laughs> when I'm making my kids, well, two of my kids are in college now, but I still pretend like I make them food. Um, <laughs> um, I have the freshman blues. Um, while I'm making uh, uh, my daughter food, I just have my ear, um, earbuds in and I'm listening to stuff to like keep me centered and grounded and hiking and just, I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. Journaling, apple cider vinegar, <laughs> green juices. Oh, and I do cleanses all the time. I mean, you'll, you'll, so you you'll really have... prioritize your mental health, your physical health, and your well-being. Oh yeah, and, um, right. And that's that, that's amazing um, to hear. Um, I did have a follow-up question regarding um, the regarding the content and the ecosystem that you've created. I, I want to help highlight the importance of you know because every time you you have time to make that decision you have a choice it could either be entertainment music or it could be something that helps you center that helps you progress that helps you essentially just you know make progress or, or center yourself or however you worded it that works for you but i feel like a lot of younger people especially in this day and age it's really difficult for them to make that transition or to make that change or to make that sacrifice so what would you recommend for them in order to break those little habits and these these patterns of 
you know, consuming artificial dopamine or, or being addicted to like the cheap form of dopamine, like what can people like, like, like a cheap form of dopamine, like Instagram, Instagram, um, likes scrolling down the timeline. Yeah. No, I mean, well, the first thing that. I would say is I started this practice in, at there at that age. I've been doing this since like my mid twenties. So this isn't something that just happened five years ago. I wouldn't right. be in such a good place right now if I have only been doing this for five years, this is taking years and years and years of work. And exactly. so like, I would say, look, if you want to go be on Instagram, give yourself a certain amount of time. If you want to go drink, give yourself three days to go drink and have at least one day that you give to yourself. So it doesn't have to be, you go from, I didn't go from zero to a hundred. I learned this. I could only meditate for one minute a day. Now I do hours and I, I'd much rather be in meditation than anywhere else other than with my children. Like that's my favorite place to be. Like, so just start small. And then what's going to happen is you're going to start small and then you're going to forget because you're going to miss a day. And then you're going to be like, ah, I just missed a day. I still feel good. I'm going to miss a second day. And then a third day. And then you're going to be off the wagon. And the thing is, that's cool. It's all good. Get back on. Just go back to a day. Mm -hmm. And get back on and don't beat yourself up and don't make yourself feel bad. You noticed it, which is awesome. Self-awareness, that's huge. And when you notice it, try again. And that's what's going to build it. It's not every day, all day long for the next 40 years, because that's unreasonable. And you're going to constantly fail yourself and be bummed out. So do it. If you get in, it's the same thing with like eating well. If you get into a few days of it, that's awesome. Stick with those few days. And when you stop, you'll go back to it. That's it. Right. That's a good way to look at it. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people, there are a lot of people that kind of promote the hardcore sort of aspect of like, you have to do it every day. And if you slipped and, you know, you hit a reset and now you get to start all over again. And that's extremely yeah, discouraging. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's extremely discouraging. Um, we could talk about this for, for a very long time because there's so many specific things, but I do want to get to the book that you mentioned and sort of the, you know, what, what, what the book is about and the inspiration behind sort of writing the book. So the book is, um, I'm just plugging my charger in, sorry. Um, <clears throat> probably really annoying. Um, the book is um, my story from a very young age until now, the present. And each chapter gets broken down by the various things that I've gone through in my life, good and bad. And then at the end of the chapters, there are tips and takeaways. So I write a paragraph about the theme of the chapter, whether it's self-acceptance or alignment or self-love or gratitude or forgiveness. And I tie it in and then I give tips and take takeaways. And then the tips and takeaways really are for anyone because we all go through different things in our life and you don't have to go through what I've gone through. You have your own version of it. So they're relatable. Anyone can use them. This is just with my story, how I use them. But whether yours is major trauma or just difficult garden variety problems, you can use them for any of them. Awesome. Um, and again, the inspiration behind it was in alignment with your goal to provide value to others. It actually wasn't even starting as a book. I had just lost both of my parents within 12 months and I was suffering and I was missing them and mourning and grieving and I didn't know what to do with myself. And I had just sold my other business and knowing I wanted to do something else, not knowing what. And I just decided to start writing. And I let a friend see it and she's like, this is a book. And I'm like, really? And she's like, yeah. So then I kind of took a different perspective on it and turned it into a book. And that was at the same time that like my Instagram took off and all my other stuff was kind of taking off. So I was like, 
it made sense anyway for the reasons you're saying. Gotcha. Um, what is what is what is your driving factor? What is something that drives you to continue to make progress? I mean, I love my kids for sure. They definitely are my huge motivation. Helping others, but first and foremost is serving myself. Because the only way I can serve everyone else is by serving myself. So for listening to what I need, and if you know I need a break from this for a day, taking a break, a step away. But if I um, don't than continuing to give to others. And you have to take care of yourself first. We're taught that's selfish. It's not selfish. Not doing it is selfish. I definitely agree. I, I think, um, you know, I had this conversation yesterday where uh, it was basically kind of an argument regarding meditation and spirituality and my stance on that, having no experience uh, medit with meditation, yoga, anything, uh, which I wish I did, but I don't have that. And my sort of stance or point of view was that I think it's important to reach a certain level in life and to achieve something before you dive into that world and make that your lifestyle. And, um, you know, maybe, maybe my point of view is not the greatest or maybe I'm misinformed in terms of the ability to sort of balance things out. But I'm curious to hear from your perspective, um, you know, is there a way to incorporate these things within the normal nine to five sort of world that majority of people live in? Of course, because I used to, well, I didn't live in nine to five, but I had a very successful real estate career, which takes more than nine to five. You know, it's a lot longer than that. And I did it then. And the thing is, sometimes you have to say no to other things and say yes to this. And that's what it comes down to. So, I mean, I'm a single mom of three kids and I did this for a long time while I was raising them, working and putting myself first. You wake up 15 minutes earlier. Um, you go for a walk instead of sitting at the water cooler with everyone. You excuse yourself for 15 minutes. Whenever I go to conferences, everyone goes out to lunch together. I like everyone, but um, I know that this is more important for me. Um, so things like that, just making the choice to say, I have to set myself up for success. And today I'm choosing this food prepping, like on Sundays or waking up early to make sure you have the right food. I always bring my own food to things. I don't like just rely on going out and you know, it's great for my weight, but that's not the reason I do it. It's because I want to know that what I'm putting into my body, things like that. Gotcha. Just finding a way to incorporate things. Yeah. It's choosing it. It's deciding that it's important enough. Um, from my perspective, I've never done meditation and um, you know, again, having the conversation yesterday, I kind of, expressed that I have interest in learning how to meditate because, you know, I, I feel like it would be helpful to center the way I think and not be scattered and all sorts of things. But what are some tips for people that may be in my situation that have no experience? You know, how can they, I guess, get started? Okay. Well, there are lots of ways. There are so many different apps. So if you want a guided one, you know, go on Headspace, Calm. I mean, maybe Inkscape has one, but also now with the pandemic and everything and not everything going back to normal, there's so many Instagram people doing it. Um, I'll give a shout out right now to Tara Natalie. Um, she's awesome. And I would go on her page. She does daily meds every morning. She's great. Um, Kula for Karma does them. But also just sitting for one minute quietly. You want to do it with me? Sure. Okay, cool. So you're going to close your eyes. Take a deep breath in through your nose and let it out through your mouth and another through your nose. 
out through your mouth. And we're just going to sit for a minute and you're just going to notice the thoughts going in, of your, in your head and passing through. Don't resist them. Don't hold on to them. Don't get nervous by them. Don't get excited by them. Just let them be. And I'll let you know when we'll come out. And now we're gonna come back to center and slowly open your eyes. And how do you feel? I feel a little bit more relaxed, which is, um, I, I don't know, I have this tendency to like gauge what happened and try to figure out, decipher things. Maybe it's the absence of light, but it definitely, you know, it, it's an interesting experience of not let the thoughts um, generate those emotions within you or be reactive to them when they're, when they're entering your head. The other thing is like, I go for walks every single day and I put my music on. To me, it's not meditation music, it's just my music. To me, that's a meditation. I do the dishes. If I'm in a zone, I'm meditating. But I do think it's really important for everyone to have some time to meditate, like more of a formal. I do think that. I'm not saying you have to. And just one minute is good enough. So if for 60 seconds, you can just lie in your bed or sit somewhere quietly and close your eyes and put your phone down. 60 seconds. And don't, not only what you were saying about the thoughts, but also don't get attached to them. When they come in your mind, if you attach to one, you know how many come off of that one? Hundreds. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just release it. It's all good. And um, I did want to ask you about your podcast. I had a chance to look through the discography and, and, and check out um, the episode you had with David Meltzer. Um, what was the sort of inspiration behind starting the podcast? Honestly, that was another thing that fell into my lap, which is also, those are also just so you guys know, all signs. When you get signs constantly, you got to follow them. Sometimes, especially, I feel like, well, I don't know who it is, but a lot of people see the signs and resist them. And then their lives turn out to be a mess and they don't know why, but they weren't listening to what the universe was trying to tell them. Anyway, so someone asked me if I would do a podcast. I said yes. And it was born. <laughs> It's, it's kind of funny how, how something that, you know, ends up becoming big or ends up becoming um, a major part of someone's life can, could, could have literally been started by a conversation or an idea. Yep. And um, I definitely agree with your, your, your point on people not looking at those signs and, and acting on them or, you know, capitalizing on those opportunities, however, you, however we phrase it. Um, why, why do you think that is? Why do you think people hesitate or, or, or are afraid? I think that's a really good question, first of all. Um, I think it's because we are not taught to think that way. We're not taught to believe that way. We're not taught to trust and have faith. We're taught to attach. We're taught to control. We're taught if it doesn't go the way we think it should go and that way we wanted it to go, then it's not happening the right way. But it couldn't be further from the truth. It's the exact opposite. There's a plan. And I mean, plenty of people will think that's weird and not believe it, but there is. And the thing is, if you let go and relax, you'll notice you'll start getting tense again in a, in a few days or in a week because it's not going the way you want it to. 
that's not how it's supposed to work. If you just kind of let go and say, I'm going to give myself one month to see what happens if I don't control anything for one month and I just let things happen. And I'm not saying let things happen like someone be disrespectful for, to you right. or you lose a job and not like wonder why, but like within the realm of real, real being realistic, um, you'll see that, that one, the same thing that you want to to happen happens but it just has a different way of getting there and two sometimes it's better than you even imagined it could be if you let go right that's well said and um again i appreciate your time please let the people know where they can find you where they can pre-order or find the book when it comes out and everything else. um so you can find me and the book and my new masks at pam christian with two n's that's on instagram my website is thepamchristiangroup.com and my book is, um, it'll be announced on Instagram when we're ready to release.